to this, the final OPL show for Split 1 2017. It's us, baby! I am uh, so happy you said for Split 1 2017. I thought we'd been canned and I no. didn't even get the memo that we'd been canned. I thought Hinger's getting fired for a second time. <laughs> Look, you, you both have a, a, a vote in that uh, in that decision. My name is Michael Hinger Singh and joining me here uh, deciding my fate today, we have uh, Jake Spontabiri enjoying a, uh, a bacon egg sambo as well as a coffee and I will say across from him, Matthew Fish-Stewart, whose breakfast appears to be a, a frosty can of Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola zero, Hingers. Oh, Coke zero. Oh. Very low calories. Low that calories, great taste. You can't taste the difference. <laughs> I challenge you to try and taste the difference between zero and Coke. Do you think you could blind taste? Yeah, blind 100%. Taste test? I oh, hate okay. the taste of normal Coke. Oh, okay. Coke zero is actually quite good. Uh, this is a strong latte as well because I'm off caffeine. I don't know if people know that. So Been having just... some night sweats, so I thought it was caffeine potentially. But uh, I just... I'm so tired today. Like I feel like I'm <laughs> underwater. I am just absolutely right. stuffed from so rock climbing yesterday. Potentially, it's not caffeine. It's just the inner demons you deal with every day. Yeah, potentially like <laughs> the nightmares <laughs> I have. Uh, but we went rock climbing yesterday. That was fun. My yeah. wrists are absolutely ruined. Sure, mate. Blame the rock climbing. <laughs> Off uh, the first wall. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. And Fish knows the one I'm talking about because I sat there on the wall for a good four minutes swinging for one thing that was just out of reach. Like, uh, just swinging for a rock, <laughs> missing it, falling off the wall, hitting it, going back onto the wall, swinging, missing, hitting it. And, like, Rusty was giving me no help. He just was not yanking me up. Uh, whereas then two other people, Rusty and uh, Cyclone, the mm. Chiefs uh, assistant coach, <laughs> who have high, uh, bigger wingspans at me just by about a couple of inches, just reach up, grab the rock, and do the wall like it was nothing. So Cy I, was, I was bloody pissed <laughs> off after that. Cyclone is an actual beast. He, yeah, he did. He's like a proper, upside down. He's like a proper rock climber, right? Uh, well, no, he's a trampolinist. A trampolinist. Uh, but he has done rock climbing in the past. Mm -hmm. Ejim as well, shout out to Ejim, also did an 18 on his first ever rock climbing session, which for those that don't know is like Rusty. He does 18s. Yeah. Ooh. And then uh, Big Swips was doing 16, 17s as well. So yeah, they're all involved. So uh, now that they're out of the OPL, maybe these guys can uh, look towards some rock climbing in the offseason. Johnny certainly can. <laughs> he shouldn't be a rock climbing coach. <laughs> all right. Well, this is the OPL show where we go through the week's rock climbing news and uh, let you know all of the important updates thereof. But as a side note, let's talk a little bit about League of Legends because <laughs> we are into our final, deep into the finals gauntlet. And uh, we've had a big weekend, three best of fives. And I want to run you guys through it. It was the Sin AV show on Friday night from 5 p.m. Then Sin versus Chiefs. And I won't spoil it, Sin versus Legacy going into that third day. So, guys, <laughs> what's this Sin run? Through the gauntlet. I mean, I, I I'm going to put my hand over my heart and say I did not see this coming whatsoever. <laughs> like, I was just completely shocked. So maybe I'm not the best person to break this down. <laughs> um, but that was absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah. that was one of the best. Like, they went from playing at maybe like a six or a seven out of 10 mm. all season long to consistently playing nine games and just like tripping over the line on really silly things. And they still had a couple of. Six or seven games. Yeah, maybe they a had a couple, couple of, of fours, fours yeah. sure. threes. Sure. <laughs> uh, but a lot more consistency out of Sin. It was really fun to watch them. But uh, I, I want to get your kind of perspective on this, Fish, because going into this, you were... He was memeing! Almost jokingly confident about how good Sin, Sin were. I mean, look, so confident. Anyone he was who, absolutely memeing. 
never had out a doubt until the next spell. He walked out of the show and laughed at me. It was like that was fun. Yeah. Any anyone who listening to last week's shows <laughs> knows that uh, yeah that you 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 were being a little bit coy. I'm sorry, not coy. A little bit sarcastic when you were saying, look, you know, 90 minutes game time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, but you were right in the end. You go look at the total amount of time it took for them to win. Yeah. If you change a couple of the variable variables, he like looks just like ignore a the games they lost. You know, it's still an hour and a half game time. <laughs> <laughs> but so, they were winning quite quickly. Yeah. I well, mean, especially that, that that first game versus Legacy, Legacy. on Saturday. Yeah, it was like a 20-minute win or something. It looked like it was going to be an absolute stomp. Their last, I mean, yeah. their last game against Avant-Garde as well, that was oh, that was really quick. First so, game against the Chiefs where Ejim just face-checked Rogue about six <laughs> times oh, and died. Fun. That was a great game to cast. Look, there's a lot to talk about. 15 games of League of Legends across the... Uh, across the weekend. So I want to just kind of talk about, ra- rather than trying to break down each game, because that could take several years for us to do, mm-hmm. let's just talk about individual players. Let's start at the top and Flares. Big notes for him. Flares uh, popped off on Fizz. Two, ga- two games, two last best of fives. <laughs> game, sorry, two game fives in best of fives on Fizz. And uh, is, this, is, is this coming together a lot of things, Fish? Because Fizz has been popping off. Uh, generally because of these patch changes. Yeah, Fizz has. I mean, Pabu has been picking it up as well in the OPL, but a big thing for me about Flares is the fact that he was drawing a lot of target bans that entire series. He mm. was getting Renekton banned against him. Rumble was constantly banned, but Rumble is a very powerful champion. Fizz was constantly being banned out as well. And Flares showed a lot of diversity. He was playing a lot of carry top laners. He played, picked up Kennen, picked up Rumble, picked up Fizz, and he went back to tanks as well. We saw him have a really good game on Poppy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he had a decent game on Poppy. I think that... His carry play was much better than his tank play, actually. In fact, I wasn't impressed by his tank play whatsoever. Uh, I thought that his carry games were very good, uh, even though I don't think he's a mage player. Mm. His rumble equalizers were either like fantastic <laughs> or absolutely <laughs> poor. Like He burnt down forests, rivers, and everything <laughs> in between. Uh, Did they win a rumble game? No, I don't think so. Because, no. uh, and they stopped early game, well. he was just getting yeah. like very far ahead. Then late game, he just could not hit the equalizer that he mm. needed. So uh, I, I think that there is still some things to improve in Flair's gameplay, but his Kenning game was really good. Uh, I think that he was not at fault for them losing that one. And I think his Fizz games, especially in the landing phase, were like top-notch. So compare his play in the finals gauntlet spawn with the regular split. Because I know you were quite critical of him at times during the regular split. split. Do you think he improved uh, over the, across the split? No, he played two really good games. Right, okay. And that, that was the improvement that his team needed to get him across the line. Uh, because realistically, like, whilst I'm going to say he wasn't consistent... At the end of the day, when you're 2-2 locked in and then you get double kills in laning phase and yeah. solo carry a game, you have to applaud that. So like his game five performances were absolutely huge. Like they were yeah. phenomenal. But his uh, regular play from game one to four was still pretty haphazard, pretty pretty sloppy in places, and then flashes of brilliance, which yeah. is what we've seen out of him. But the flashes of brilliance can win you a game, and mm. we saw that in the game fives, that he is just he is good enough on his day to take anyone to town in the OPL, and he managed to do it twice. The other person I want to highlight from Sin's uh, roster going through this was Juves, and I want to talk about two things here. The first thing is his on-the-rift performance, because I know he had a pretty up-and-down yep. uh, gauntlet mm. split, uh, sorry, gauntlet finals run. Uh, he himself has talked about that he's disappointed with some of his shot calling and that's kind of what I what I want to focus on as well because playing 15 professional games of League of Legends broadcast over three days requires some amount of quote-unquote mental fortitude so to what extent I want to ask you guys do you think Juves was responsible for his team's success Fish let me start with you Ooh, I think 
Oh, that's such a heavy hitting question there. He is that get right in. He was he was a mix of both worlds. I mean, he had some great calls for his team. On top of that, Juice was playing some fantastic games, but just like Flares, like he had a really up and down performance throughout the entire series. And I think after 15 games, that tends to happen to a team. Mm. Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, I'll, I'll, hear, I'll hear no one say anything bad about Juves at the moment. Uh, for me, he brought a mediocre team into the finals and got them to third place. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is legitimately what he did. I think that Sin is still dead middle of the road. I think they're the fourth or fifth best team in the OPL right now. And he nearly got them to second place mm. off, like, pure experience, great shot calling. Like, every single thing I heard from Sin players was, like, in between games we were yelling and then, like, Juves is calming us down. On Summoner's Rift, Tommy is, like, face-checking people in game number two versus... <laughs> uh, game number three versus the Chiefs. And Juves is like, Tommy, just sit behind people and actually do your job. And he manages to bring Ryoma back. Like, Juves is actually the jack of everything <laughs> off Summoner's Rift. I don't even think he has to play League of Legends anymore. Like, mm. I, from what I've heard, he would be a fantastic coach. Absolutely. Uh, he has really good ideas around the lifestyle. I think that he got a little bit down in the dumps, which mm. people tend to do when mm. they were so close to making a grand final for the first time ever, and then it didn't come through. But I think that give him four weeks, make him watch that gauntlet run again, yeah. and he will be incredibly proud of not only what he did, but what he allowed his team to do. And that's that's a good captain's performance I mean, right there. Sin looks like a really good, genuine team coming into that gauntlet run, and they had flash of brilliance individually. I mean, even Juice had that. He made it to number four on the Penta this week because of his uh, Gragas play. Yep. Yeah, oh, no, he's a good Gragas. He, like, really he should pick more tank junglers. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, because, yeah, he was... Uh, his Kha'Zix, for me, is still a little bit underwhelming, although mm. he had a couple of really good Baron steals. Uh, but his Gragas play, his Rek'Sai play, has historically always been good. Even his Zac play was good back in the day. Mm. So uh, I will say, moving on, though, that Legacy were able to put a, a, an end to Sin's gauntlet run, yep. beating them 3-2 in that final best of five. So we should talk a little bit about Legacy. I mean, do they have much to worry about? We will talk about this more in detail later, but do they have much to worry about going up against Direwolves? Yeah. Because yes. their, their games, let's focus on their games they just played on, uh, on Sunday night. They were not clean games. I'm going to go back to what I said a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. They have the uh, incredibly star-sided roster, but they still feel like they're the most underperforming team in the OPL. They're second place right now, but it feels like they should be outright first with the roster they currently have. See, we, we call it a star-studded roster, but going into this split, Carbon himself said, look, this is a rebuilding year for us because we're bringing in a lot of rookies. So is when you say star-studded, is it because you've seen the performances these guys are capable of? Or did, going into this, would you have said at the start of this split, look, these guys are going to kick so off? I would have said at the start of the split that the top side for Legacy is a star-studded roster and they have mm. a very amateur bottom lane that could be hit or miss. We knew loss was all right. We knew Cupcake is just newly promoted from... Um, XR5 coming into the OPL, but we wasn't really much hype around him. There was some talk about their bottom lane, but not much hype. It was only after the first few weeks where you saw that Lost and Cupcake look like the best bottom lane in the OPL, and then you've got Claire, Cub, and Tally in the top center map. I mean, they, they just looked, they were, they looked like they were the absolute most dominant team, but they just have been underperforming differently from week to week. And let's get this right. I mean, this series could, this season could have been so much different. I mean, Legacy steal one game off Sin. Yeah. Their first place. They automatically go into the grand final. Yeah. Chiefs get suspended, also mm. drop a 2-0 versus Legacy. If neither of those things happen, like we're nearly looking at a perfect split for the Chiefs again based off how they were playing before they went into that. Because yep. they only dropped a best of three versus Legacy where they got creamed. Yep. And then one versus Diables when they were playing with a substitute roster. So that's how they ended up third place. Mm. This season as a whole has been such a statistical anomaly that it almost makes sense that like Sin ran the gauntlet and it did so yeah. bloody well. And like I, I just go back to it. Like that was the best run I've ever seen. 
But you also have to, like, as an analyst, you have to sit down and be like, were teams winning games or were teams losing games? Mm. And there are at least three games that I can point to in that best of, like, across the three days. So yep. out of 15 games, yep. there were three that teams just outright lost. Mm. The first Chiefs one, the first Legacy one, and the second AV game, yep. where they absolutely just lost the games. Mm-hmm. Like, they, it wasn't even Sin winning them, they just lost. So I think that, back to my original point, if you're outright just losing games for your team, then you are not ready to play the Diables. Mm. Because if you do that versus them, you give them one like map, you're saying that out of the next four maps, your confidence winning three of them. <laughs> and I don't think anyone's going to say that versus the Diables at the moment because they looked red hot going into the finals. So I think Diables were sitting there with a couple, little bit of a cheeky grin on their face. Mm. And I think Soul Strikes will be... Uh, Getting his team a little bit more prepared for this weekend. So, uh, just very, very quickly, MVP across that best of five gauntlet we've seen so far in those past three best of fives. Uh, what do you reckon? Is it Minions who took down three towers in the bot lane? <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. Side creep wave control, not a That hype. made it to the front page of Reddit, by the way. Yeah. Did uh, it? Oh. All right. Let's, let, let's. I would say Carbon. Yeah. 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 Carbon right. walked out of that room and said, I refuse to effing I lose this series. I refuse to lose. I refuse uh, to lose. And then he, in game three, when it should have been a 3 0, mm. they were on the Nexus turrets. Carbon killed two of them and chased another person out of the base. Yeah. Absolutely solo. Before that, he killed Jews. Mm. Like, that to me is just a captain's performance. And then in game number five, like, things are going wrong. He's slamming his hands into the desk. Uh, like, Baron's being stolen. But he just keeps his team together and actually wins it. Ooh. Honorable mention to Jews. If his team had have won that best of five, he would be MVP. He would be MVP of the bloody season. Who yep. cares? Just give him the award. I agree. <laughs> I mean, if it's 15 games League of Legends, I think that Jews deserve the MVP there. But... Carbon's team did uh, did end up winning the Gauntlet, so he definitely deserves MVP. All right. Well, I, we, we should very, very quickly talk about um, Primarello as well. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but can Abyss escape relegation? Spoiler alert, they already did. Yep. Um, so the teams uh, which could still be relegated are Tainted Mines and Exile 5. Mm-hmm. And the teams that could come up are uh, Regicide and Outlaws. Uh, do you guys have anything you want to uh, shout out with these five teams Ooh, you're talking about? Regicide look unstoppable. Yeah, they look the goods at the moment. Yeah. I, I mean, out of absolutely nowhere, they've picked up Paradise. Everyone keeps joking about it, but famously or infam- infamously at the moment, they've gone through three rosters yeah. and their third roster probably looks stronger than their first <laughs> roster. Uh, so yeah, Paradise running around on Fiora School and Kids. Uh, Exile 5 looks like they've had... Going into the gauntlet, I was like, Exile 5 is not the worst team in the OPL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tainted Mines is worse than them. Abyss is worse than them. Yeah. Coming out of this gauntlet, Exile 5 look like the worst team in the OPL again. They have re-cemented what could have been the worst season of all time by possibly the worst relegation tournament run of all time as well. They just look all ass about face. I have no idea what's going on. Tainted Mines, Outlaws, Regicide, they all look okay. Regicide probably looks better okay than the other ones. But I have not seen anyone coming into this promo relegation tournament where I'm like, they're going to push playoffs next split. Tainted Mines look really confusing as well. I mean, they played an Akali top lane game. Uh, I think they had some really weird picks mid as well. Yeah. Something's going on there. All right. Well, best of luck to T-Gun on the weekend. And uh, we will update with you. We will update you with that. I guess next split. All right. Well, Fish and Spawn are going to step out of the room for a bit because we have a special guest for the pod today. It is Brandon Juvedefina, jungler for Sin Gaming. And uh, the third place team in Oceania, uh, commiserations for going out of the gauntlet, but what a season you've had, Jubes. 
Yes, um, it's been, I guess, an up and down season. We've had our, uh, we've had some good moments and some bad ones. And uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, as as of right now, I see the gauntlet as a bad one um, because we were so close to to pretty much. Um, I don't know. We were so we were one game off being in the grand final, and to me, I, and then we didn't make it. So I'm pretty upset about it. I, I can totally imagine, um, and, I, and I feel for you, because it was such a hard-fought, grueling match. But for people who maybe only joined the OPL last... Uh, sorry, th- this split. I mean, how does this split compare to split two last year? Well, so far, it's the only split that the Chiefs haven't been in the grand final. Um, <laughs> I meant more for you specifically. Uh, <laughs> no, if you want to take, a, uh, no, no, take an no. opportunity to... Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, last, the, the the last split, uh, prior, the split prior, prior to this, we finished seventh. Uh, so we had to play, we had to play relegations, which, which is is never fun. Um, so I guess it's it's the it's the complete opposite. Um, this split where we've we've had a lot more success. So walk us through the gauntlet then. Um, your first opponents in the gauntlet were AV, and then you faced Chiefs, and then Legacy. Um, are there maybe a couple of moments throughout that gauntlet that really stick out in your mind as really important for uh, this run? Um, well, I think firstly, the, one of the big, the most, uh, one of the important things was actually beating Avant, because um, we we didn't beat them throughout the regular split, mm. and I I guess they kind of had like a mental edge up on us. So to beat them, although it wasn't convincing, was a very nice feeling, because yeah, like because it was the uh, th- there's if 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 someone said that Avant was a better team than us, like you could uh, you could put forth like a very good case for that, um, <laughs> because of the regular split. <laughs> Uh, so I guess it was nice to to silence some critics in in that sense. Um, and I think another big one would be uh, obviously beating the Chiefs because w- once playoff time comes, uh, the Chiefs turn into some kind of unstoppable machine, um, and that's evident th- throughout like their history in the OPL. They've won mm. I think four from four or, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, so I think once we beat Chiefs, like that, that was kind of when. We were like, okay, we we can probably take this the whole way. Yeah, I mean, it was that that Saturday night gauntlet was really an incredible moment. Um, and I mean, as much as I was so stoked for you guys, like absolutely heartbroken for the Chiefs. Um, and then on the Sunday, you guys were going up against Legacy. You'd beaten them twice already. And then I'm I'm sorry to make you relive this. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there were so many moments during that match where I was like, oh, well, Sin have got this. You've got this. And then other moments where I was like, oh, Legacy have got this. And it really went down, like, you know, to the fifth game, to the wire. So mentally for you guys, did you find the gauntlet playing 15 games in three days? I mean, were you spurred on by that energy or by the end of it, were you just exhausted? Um, So I think that that if it was maybe one series less, I'm... um, I don't want to. I don't want to sound salty or like take anything away from Legacy because like they they 100% beat us and mm. they were better better than us on the day. But like there was like in game three a specific time where I know that 100% we could have ended the game. That's when Carbon made like that really big play. Yeah. Um, and you you, may, you don't think about it then, but like mentally it's so taxing to play 10 before that 10 competitive games where your yeah. focus is 100%. And I made a really, uh, I made a decision where I told FBI to hit the tower instead of killing Lee Sin. And like, I feel like it's pretty uncharacteristic of me. Um, mm. I, I just feel like mentally I was just so cooked, even though it was only the third game of the best of five. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so I definitely feel like it, it, it as the, the later it goes, as in like the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th game, your shot calling and the decisions you make become very sketchy. Mm. But that kind of means that the the games in the regular split almost mean more, right? Because like uh, it, it means that like being able to place higher during the regular split is really important then. Yeah, 100%. We uh, we coughed it on the chin. We knew that we didn't have a really great regular split. Um, and we thought that we... Well, I, I, was telling pe- I was telling people for a while that we had the ability to finish... Uh, to be a top three. And, and, we, and, and considering we beat Legacy twice, I thought we could even finish... Play second if we just yeah. won... If we just won games that we were meant to... Like, quote-unquote, meant to win. Our yeah, favourites absolutely. to win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's like a good punishment in a way. Like, um, yeah, if, if you finish fourth or fifth, you deserve to play the most games. I'm not really complaining about it. I just no. think that if we finished higher, we would definitely have had obvi- obviously a better chance. Yeah. Okay. So, I guess everyone wants to know, because you've, you've picked up so many fans this split and, and Sin really are um, such a popular team now. Where to from here? Like, what are you guys going to do in the off season? Uh, firstly, just go home and, re- and reset, refresh. Um, because it's, it is quite taxing. Um, mm. So, th- uh, and then I guess we'll meet up again um, in a couple of weeks and, and just start screaming. When when teams start screaming, start practicing. There's not it's much just, to it. I wish it's like unending for you. It's like I'll no, go yeah. home reset, and then I'll be back and working and screaming yeah. again. There's well, no like holiday plan. There's no like you're not gonna go to Guatemala or anything. It's like I, no, it's I mean, it's back into look. It. It could be worse, right? I could be working a nine to five. Absolutely. Um, and, I've and done I'm that before. Not, it's grim. Yeah. Shout out to so, anyone listening who works a nine to five. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like, yeah. I'll go home. I'll reset the batteries and then f- figure out where, we, like, I guess where we went wrong. Because um, mm. I, I haven't watched the games, obviously, the Guan Run games. Uh, I think I think I actually there was a highlight clip on Twitter of Game Five against Legacy, and I played it. It was the Baron fight. I played it, and then I saw that uh, I saw Ryoma die, and then I saw Flares die, and then I saw Legacy push down mid, and I just closed it real quick. <laughs> I did not want to see the ending. Because yeah. I, 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 I was kind of like, well, if I don't see the ending, it didn't happen. <laughs> I yeah, I will. Well, I, I definitely appreciate you uh, taking the time to speak to us this week. Um, before you go, I, I want to ask you about the grand final that's coming up this weekend. Um, yep. Obviously, you, you know you would be heartbroken to not be there. But Diables versus Legacy, I mean, one of these teams you've beaten twice in the regular split. The other of these teams, there's no secret, you train with a lot, you learn a lot from Schoenfire as a jungler. Yep. So give us a bit of a preview of where you think it's, uh, of how the match is going to play out. And also, I guess, um, if there's if you can give us any inside info now that you're out of the running. So I think that Legacy, they're kind of a team where like, Although you may think that they they're not the better than the team that they're versing, they they'll always like be up with their game and make a mm. contest of it. Um, mm. and it, do, it doesn't matter who they're versing, and I think that's evident throughout like their history with Chiefs and uh, and and other teams throughout the OPL, like against us, for example. I think you you would, I guess you could could have considered us favourites going into that match, sure. right? Well, because we've beaten them twice, and they just they just managed to like put it pull it pull it down to a grind fest and and beat us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think Legacy have kind of that going into the match, mm. but I think Direwolves are individually better in in every role, um, like mechanically better, laning better, mm. um, and I think Shonfire is probably like by far the best jungler in Os 
right now. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's pretty it's down to Direwolves and how nerv- if if they do get nervous, how nervous they get on stage because it's a completely different ball game. Like it is Whoa. just yeah. Um, <laughs> so like if I had to predict, I would predict three one to Direwolves. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not um, like that. Like again, that's not saying Legacy can't win it. Um, yeah, who knows? That's yeah, that's just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I'll predict three one for Direwolves, but. It, it 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 can go either way, in my opinion. All right. Well, we will see how it plays out on Sunday. Hey, Jubes, congratulations again on an amazing split, and thank you so much for speaking to us today. We'll uh, we'll chat to you soon. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you to Jubes for joining us for the interview. Spawn and Fish have now rejoined me in the studio. Woo! Woohoo! Yay! It's a me. Now, I want to move on to, to awards. We are, going to be, we are going to be giving out five separate awards in uh, uh, for the OPL this split. And uh, I don't want to get spoilers from you guys, but I'll just tell you the... I, I'll just tell you... Uh, well, I haven't read the email, so please tell me what the awards are. So the awards we're giving out are number one, Rookie of the Split. Yep. Uh, number two, Social Media King. Uh, number three is most improved. Number four is the leadership award going to a captain uh, who best exemplifies sportsmanship. So that's a very interesting criteria there. And hmm. five is best interview. Uh, so ha, who's I know who interview? wins the best interview. Oh, who is it? That's right. Got to be. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best bloody interview of all time. Uh, Fish, out of those five awards, is there anyone in particular that you want to shout out that you, is going to get your votes? Ooh, that... I'd say social media award. Yep. Gonna, I'm going to give a big shout out to 528. Absolutely. <laughs> Does he win though? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he wins. Because Juve's latest videos, yes. it depends where we cut off. Because yeah. if it's regular season, no one got close to 528. Yeah. But if, you, if it goes oh, into Gauntlet... Oh, 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 oh. Those Juve's videos were pretty spicy. Yeah, but yeah. they were after the regular season, you peanut. <laughs> That's exactly were. what the I best just ones said. Were. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't agreeing or disagreeing. I was it. Ah. I will say, look, there, there is a final award that I want to give out, um, which which is not part of the official OPL awards, but uh, it's written here on the rundown. The winner of the Michael Hingis Hing Award for Best Caster this split. <laughs> and I got to be honest, after after Carver's after some going to win, isn't he? Yeah. After some of the performances I saw, look, obviously the voting criteria was very. I, I did a lot of stats crunching, did a lot of numbers, had to go, had to watch a lot of vods, and uh, I it it does it it is it. It is not easy for me to say this in front of you guys, but the winner of the Michael Hingers Hing Award for Best Caster of the OPL Split One 2017 is Tim Carbon Wendell. <laughs> <And laughs> somehow I thought you were going to fucking weave in Daniel Drake or something. <laughs> no, nah, he didn't even... He, did, he wouldn't, wouldn't cast an OPL game, so he was not eligible. Uh, <laughs> wasn't eligible. But you still watch the VODs, do you? Absolutely. Yeah. He's a beautiful man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I think it's... I, 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 uh, from the other side of the desk, I will say I've actually really enjoyed listening to your guys' cast this year. But um, I wish I could say the same thing about your host. Yeah, today. unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, though, uh, I, I, I think that we are... I think that adding... The uh, pros doing the cast has been a, a bloody great step up. Yeah. Well, we did it once with Carbon. Mm. We might look to do it again, Ooh. potentially. Yeah. By the time this comes out, maybe you'll have heard it again. Yeah. Oh, pot- oh depending on when this comes out. Ah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let us move on to sportsmanship because I want to talk about this. I feel like this has been a very up and down split for sportsmanship in a lot of ways. But I want to focus on the positives because there has been uh, some really positive stuff in interviews post-game that I really like, Jake. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And the reason I brought this one up is because I think that sportsmanship kind of gets confused for like 
what it actually is. And to mm. me, sportsmanship is, you know, playing the game fairly on someone's rift, but playing your heart out. And, you know, if that means there's a tiny bit of argy-bargy on someone's rift, then that's what there absolutely is. But it's about when you walk off someone's rift, being able to look at your opponent, shake their hand, shout out what they did well, shout out what you did well, and, you know, maintain that professionalism around the game. And the first person I want to shout out is Juves. Mm. Because Juves is very vocal about how much faith he has in your team. And you can get carried away with that. I mean, especially guys, emotionalist Jews. But after they beat the Chiefs in five games, in what was one of the best series ever in O's, uh, Jews got onto the desk and actually said that the Chiefs are still the best team in Oceania. Mm. And he said, just because we've beaten them today, just because we came out ahead and he was proud of his guys for doing it, doesn't mean he's going to take anything away from that organization. And I thought that was a class act for two reasons. The first one is it's obviously a very nice thing to say to someone that you've just beaten and taken away the first ever final that they're not going to be in. But the second thing is it's also very smart if you choose because you've just <laughs> said you've beaten the best team in the league. So <laughs> shout out to Juice. Very, very smart way of wording it. Uh, but then Carbon did a very similar thing. Mm. I mean, Carbon came onto the desk, said that, you know, it was a really tough series, that his hands were actually cramping up, that he didn't really expect Sin to get that far, but they played well and his team just got over the line and it was a lot of heart. But he also shouted out Sin. Mm. And he Shouted out, you know, their draft specifically and gave a lot of credit to Benzel. And this is a guy that all year was just telling us how good Soul Strikes was as a coach. Biggest brain. So I honestly think that looking back at this split and this gauntlet, that the maturity that is starting to come out of some of our captain shot callers and the interviews that we're doing is like absolutely fantastic. And, you know, shout out to Rogue. Rogue was also very humble during his interviews. Yep. He said, you know, I'm not going to say anything. Just like, you know, respect my champion pool. And then he was like, when they disrespected it, I played well. When they did respect it, I got held more in check. I just, I thought it was a really good weekend for sportsmanship. I absolutely. think it's been a really good split actually for sportsmanship because majority of the teams, or majority of the players, I would say, actually, in the OPR are fantastic sports. And, I mean, even if you take a look at the avant-garde video before they went into the playoffs, um, they were talking about how, you know, they were really hungry. They wanted to win. The Sybil really wanted to take it to the Diawals, but they had a lot of respect. They knew that, you know, fourth and fifth is probably where they deserve to finish and just going to work harder and harder to improve. And just it's really humbling to see how sportsmen like all these players are. And well, I think that that hunger is actually what closed the gap between third and fifth. Mm. Was that quiet, like... In the past, we've had some very vocal teams calling people out, saying the Chiefs and Legacy are washed up, that they're too old, that like people are going to chase their spots, and blah, 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 blah. We just, we've had a lot of shit talk. And not only shit talk, just shit talk that didn't make sense, Kingers. Like, it just was absolutely bizarre hearing some of it. Whereas this split, there's been that more quiet, reserved, like, burning mm. passion to chase, like, the top organizations. And credit to Avant and Sin, this is the first time that I've ever looked at their organizations and I've they've legitimately caught them. Yeah. Like, if AV had to play the Chiefs, I think it also would have been a close series. And mm. if AV had to play Legacy, and that's the biggest gap you got, and they played the way that they played versus Sin and Legacy played the way versus, they played against Sin, that's a four or five game series as well. Mm. So I honestly, like, credit to the organizations because they are slowly catching. And now all of a sudden, if you're the Legacy Chiefs and Direwolves, you're actually looking over your shoulder for the first time. So then... As the flip side of that, is there room for villains in esports? Because, I mean, there are some notorious <laughs> people in the history of esports who are big talkers, you know. Uh, but, but as we move forward as, as a league and as kind of an industry, I mean, is there room for that kind of thing? Yeah, I always point to uh, Swiffer. Obviously, he's a good friend of mine and I've known him for many years. But I think he's a good villain. Like, when he's so they, beautiful, though. But, but when they played against Legacy... 
He's just like, there is no rivalry. Like, everything is like, you all suck pretty much. Like, you guys don't even beat us anymore. And then when he loses, he turns around and says, yeah, they beat us fair and square. And I think that's a good villain. Like, a good villain is someone like Double Lift historically from Mm. NALCS. I mean, even like, uh, sorry, uh, like... Even old school, like the old fanatic side were, in my opinion, good villains because they just expected to win everything. Yep. But when they didn't win, they didn't sit there and make excuses about why they didn't win. Yeah. They actually just sucked it up and were like, we weren't as good on the day. If mm. you go into it confident and you be portray the villain going into matches, no matter what the outcome is, you have to take a step back and acknowledge your opponents at least. That, that makes a good villain. D- strong disagree. I want delusions. Wow. I want crazy talk. <laughs> I want people to be eating humble pie uh, for months afterwards and be salty about it. Not Looking really. for new hosts. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that the closest we've got to it at the moment is the Diewolves. I mean, mm. when you have a look at them, they were like making tweets that were like, you know, watching these games, we're not feeling all that much pressure at we, all. We might get to one of those yeah. later on. Uh, but like, that was the general feeling of it. But if yeah. Legacy come out and beat them in a best of five, I mean, at the end of the day, Diewolves are going to be known for chokers forever. Mm. Um, and... They put a lot of pressure on themselves. Yeah, let's say. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, at the end of the day, being the villain, uh, when you push teams down, if you don't get over the top of them, you look worse for it. Uh, and does that mean I think Dial was going to lose? Probably not. I mean, I, I assume there's a preview somewhere in here, so I'll try not to spoil it too much. But I think that being the villain is its own kind of unique challenge. Absolutely. And I think Diawolves have done it quite well at times this split. Yeah. Whether consciously or not, they've certainly done it. Uh, Let us move on now to Jake's Friday Roast for this Friday, the 14th of April. And what do you got for us this week, Spawn? So when you get three best of fives, there is a lot of things that you can decide to roast singers. And, you know, it could have been the potential couple of coaches that left Fizz up in game five when it wasn't seen for the rest of the time and they, their teams lost. I mean, shout out to Pin, shout out to Volt. You guys really screwed that one up for your teams, didn't you? Uh, But really, when you have a look at it, you got to be consistent with your roast. You can't have a good roast one Sunday and a bad roast the next Sunday. Then people just stop turning up at their house. Fish. I'm roasting Michael Hingers Hing. Damn it. The reason I'm roasting Michael Hingers Hing Damn it. is because punctuality in showbiz is key, Hingers. When it's call time, you bloody get there for call time. Oh. Otherwise, we're sitting around in a production meeting waiting for you to show up. And actually, twice, we just repeated the whole meeting when you got there. Because... Matt, our producer, had already got through everything. You show up 20 minutes late, and then he's like, well, now Michael's here. We'll just do it all again. We roasted fish about it once. It's true. You showed up three (laughs) times late out of a possible four days. That is a 75% strike rate. I don't know what the bloody hell is going on. You didn't have McDonald's in your hand. But if you... Got a call time. Make the bloody call time. Can I I tell you what happened? This is... is Maybe we'll cut this in the podcast. I can't... But what happened was I... um, I was uh, staying at my girlfriend. One of the times. I'll tell you about one of the times. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to make too many excuses. But one of the times, <laughs> well, two of the times I just was like, one of the times I, I did sleep in. And the reason I slept in is because midway through the night, my girlfriend uh, just started screaming, right? She was like, ah, ah, ah. And then she had, she, she was like, oh, I was like, oh, are you okay? What's going on? And she was obviously having a bad dream. And I was like, oh, like are you having a, some sort of traumatic memory? Or I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And she's like, there was a spider. And I'm like, what? And she's like, like, where? And she's like, no, in my dream. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You were dreaming about a spider and you started screaming? <laughs> and I started, like, making fun of her for that because I was like, it's not even a real spider. Like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And a- as a result of my insensitivity, we did get into a fight which lasted two and a half hours. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that my fault? Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> Have I apologized? Yes. Do I feel bad? A hundred percent. And so that was one of the reasons I was late. All right. <laughs> 
We're not cutting that. That has to stay. <laughs> I, I, you know what? The second follow-up, Rose. If you're yeah. gonna fight, at least, at least fight about something worthwhile. Oh, it was my bad. It yeah, was totally that my really bad. is your <laughs> bad. I was, I, I was so unreasonable because I was like, what? I've, I've been woken up now. I hate being woken up. And I was like, oh wait, I'm not the victim here. This is, a, this is a bad fight to call. Anyway, I messed up. I messed up big time, and I'm very, very sorry. All right. Let us move on now <laughs> to a preview of something that's going to happen at the start of June. I want to get an update from you guys on your uh, League of Origin teams and where you think you're standing. <laughs> because I feel like last time we spoke, there, the, things were not locked in. And I assume you're going to want to see some performances this weekend before you any, make any final decisions. But can you give us an update, Fish? So, after the Sin versus Cheeks match, I walked outside, was about to walk home. And I uh, walked past uh, Rogue. Mm who turned around and shouted out at me, pick me for New South Wales, which uh, made a lot of sense because I actually left him out last week during yeah. the AFL show. So you want him over Egypt now? Oh, it's a tight contest. Now, I mean, one of them lost. How <laughs> is it a tight contest? <laughs> That's a... It's your team, mate. Pick whoever the hell you want. <laughs> I mean, look, we'll, we'll probably talk about this a bit later, but if you pick Ro, you're going to have to pick a, a jungler who can you know, build redemption, right? Because... <laughs> So you can what he needs that he, he, you need to have an eighty an eighty rogue in the bot lane. You can't. You know? No, but there's there's three really good supports to pick from. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. Egypt, there's Rogue, there's Destiny. There's mm. always always three top class supports. Mm. All right, Spawn, you got an update for us? I how do you follow up? That's pure stupidity. <laughs> like I honestly don't know. Uh, so <laughs> there was some chat last week that you might be getting some people to play off roll. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, let's talk about stupidity. That's that's still the case. <laughs> Fantix, when he was a top laner, was probably the best top lane in all of those. Mm -hmm. So that's not stupidity. Mm -hmm. When you got Fantix and Swiffer, you take both of them. <laughs> that is just how League of Legends works. Uh, apologies to Parbu and anyone else that is probably going to miss out. But that is the current plan that I have. And uh, Fantix will take any of your top laners to town. Fantix Ooh. is a beast. Try mm -hmm. Swiffer. Uh, yeah, Richard <laughs> Sue is an absolute monster. <laughs> Uh, I, I think that the one thing I will say is I think I've landed on my coach and analyst. Mm, okay. So I, I think I'm looking at Volton Sharp at the moment as my coach and analyst. Yeah, I mean, th 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 those are not bad choices at all. Yeah, I feel like having two of the top three minds in mm. Ose in one state yeah. is a little bit unfair. Yeah, big brain. Yeah. I mean, where, 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 where does Solstrax come down? Is he, He's is a he Kiwi. Kiwi? He's a Kiwi? Yep. Woo, so Crunch could, uh, Crunch could pick up Solstrax. Yeah, he, well, Crunch, yeah. if you're listening, you should pick up Solstrax. Literally, he's an absolute genius. Benzel's the other one that probably has to have a look in. Yeah, uh, Chess Chess, yeah, Chess Grandmaster Benzel. Yeah. Uh, but so, and then the other thing is, is that I have Jake as my support, who I think actually stepped up and probably secured his spot in the mm -hmm. team on mm -hmm. the weekend. Mm -hmm. But I also have a couple of good shot callers that are junglers that could potentially play support if I need them to. Oh, I see. So I've got Spooks, Juves, and Carbon, and I would feel very bad if I did not get all three of them on the team in some capacity. Yeah. So Jake, you better keep solo queuing over the break because <laughs> if you do not, there is a potential that Juves or Carbon are just going to slot straight into that support position. <laughs> all right, let us move on now to our Tweet of the Week, which I kind of uh, hinted at before, but this is from one Richard Fantic Sue, and it was tweeted on the 9th of the 4th, 2017, at what about 10.53 p.m. So that was that was over the weekend, we'll say. Okay. So it was it was the, I believe it was a Sunday night. Sunday night, okay. So all the gauntlet matches are finished now. Yeah. Yep. 
and uh, Fantix tweets. Everyone else is euphoric yeah. after what was a brilliant show of Oceanic League of Legends. People around Oceania were rejoicing that we had finally had a good final series. No Absolutely. more 3-0s by the Chiefs. This is three back-to-back -back five games. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm at home enjoying a cold one, just basking in the glory. People were literally crying in the streets yeah. for this. I mean, it, it, was, it was incredible. Yeah. So uh, Richard Fantix Sud tweets out there... <clears throat> Apologies in advance for all the viewers out there who have been enjoying the close five-game series. Nobody can touch us. Hashtag I'm OPL. <laughs> That's a mic drop. That is legitimately a mic drop out of antics. Oh. What a party pooper. You can't even <laughs> let them have the night. If they lose a single game now, that's it. I'm going in. <laughs> Nobody can touch us. Nobody can touch us. Nobody can touch us. So this is, uh, now, it, it, just to give a bit of context now, you should know this, but Fantix is obviously the captain and mid laner of Die Wolves. And uh, after this hard-fought gauntlet where everyone's thinking, this is great, he's saying, look, doesn't matter who makes it into the final, they're probably Legacy, you know, they cannot touch us. Can't touch us. Do you think Legacy can take a game off them? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to call out any organization in particular, mm. uh, but Die Wolves in best of fives is somewhat of a meme in Oceania. Mm. And they've only changed really like... Shern is the only real key component that they've changed. Mm. Like, Destiny has no land experience that he's bringing to the table. King has no land experience. He hasn't got over the top of the Chiefs when he was on uh, Legacy. So, like, who have they got as their big land player? Who did is they? it Chippies who absolutely just choked last season? Like, I think that is a big call to make when you have not domestically won a best of five. Who have the Direwolves played against the last three weeks? They played against Avant Guard when they first picked up Sybil. Mm -hmm. They played against the Chief Special Forces squad. Yep, yep. And their last game... They played against XR5, right? Yeah. So and they same, looked bad. XR5 was winning the game at 30 minutes, one of them, with a yep. blitz crank. To me, it's the same thing as what the Chiefs did after their boot camp. They came back, they played against two teams that were much lower than the ladder, and... Didn't they only play one? They just yeah, played they 10 just in played one. Just yeah. played 10 in mind. 10 so... We haven't seen much of the Direwolves so far. And you've got to think that going into this final week, Scrims are going to be hard to find because a lot of the OPL teams would have packed up. A lot of them are on the off-season now. Oh, I guarantee that there are some teams that are Scrimming Legacy purely because they want to see them beat Direwolves. <laughs> I, I promise you that. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, do I think Direwolves are going to win? And this is where like, I will say that I kind of like the attitude. Yeah. Like, even though I do have some like harsh words to say around it, kind of like the attitude. Yeah. Because I am... Uh, Tending to agree with him. <laughs> I, I think that Direwolves are a much better squad than anyone at the moment. So if you can back so it up. So whilst I will say, like, yeah, and now I've joined you in this fantic. So if you screw this up for you, you're screwing it up for me. Uh, and I have so much respect for Fantix. I actually thought he was one of the best players going around mm. O's for such a long time. And I'm glad he's finally playing to that potential. Woo. But uh, yeah. I got your back, buddy, but uh, <laughs> give me the 3-0. It's like, it's like a, you know, in professional wrestling, when, when there's, a, there's a villain and then the GM yeah. comes out and, like, hits the guy with the chair? This is basically what you're doing now, Jake. 100%. <laughs> I've just triple H'd Carbon <laughs> in the back of the head with a sledgehammer. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, they're my Brock Lesnar. But I, I think that Brock Lesnar is a good wrestler, and I think that Fantix is a very good mid laner. But I said it at the start of the season, mm. when you have a man called King, <laughs> another man called Perfection, and another person called Without Parallel on your team, which is legitimately three of the five members of Direwolves, you're going to be a confident team. Absolutely. Well, if they can win on the weekend, they will be going to MSI. And I wanted to give a quick preview because some teams are, uh, have already been uh, drafted into MSI. And I want to go through some of these ah. guys. Um, so the first one 
is uh, LJL's Rampage going to be going in. Now, yep. we, you, you guys have both cast them before. Fish, do you have any uh, kind of thoughts on uh, on Rampage as a team? I think Japan's going to be the same thing for me. They just improve. Every international event they go to, they improve. I don't think they're up to standard to try and take yeah. one yet. That, mm. That's, that's kind of my thing. They're like, all, they're like the bridesmaids yeah. of the... Uh, they're you the know, newest region. Yeah. Well, sure, but what's that got to do with the price of fish in China, mate? <laughs> they've been playing the game for the exact same amount of time. Um, you got think they've, they've, they've got access to that that sweet Korean server as well. You got to. They think. had China. They have mm. proximity to China and Korea on their side, mm. uh, and uh, Taiwan with the LMS. So, like, I, I don't think they have any excuse. Is their proximity the best region to be a part of for one of the minor regions? Uh, I just think that they don't. They have the individual players, but they just don't have that team cohesion yet. So. Moving forward, Brazil have also uh, had their team locked in. It's going to be Red Candice. BRTT, baby, on the Cogmore. Did you see him? Red Candids, I should say. Candids, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, which, which means your boy Revolt is not going. No. Nah. Yang's what? not going. Yang's not going. Revolta's not going. I mean, this is Swiffer's fault somehow. <laughs> It is, actually, because they got eliminated at the same time, I think, on ITZ in the Chiefs. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. is going. So Robo's going. Yeah, Tockers is going. Tockers. Uh, boy Tockers. He's yeah. always good. Mm. Good for an interview. Dude is on their roster as well. Yeah, so it's exactly BRTT and Dude. Yeah. Uh, the people yeah. that like everyone's going to know. Uh, mm. BRTT, obviously, absolute gun. Dude, pretty solid player as well. I think that this has to be one of the favorites to win the whole thing mm. uh, when I have a look at it. Brazil yeah. always bring good teams. You, and you, uh, you North mean, America, you finally have that showdown. I mean, North America starts in the same stage as them. Brazil's going all the way. When you say win the whole thing, you mean get to MSI. Yeah, they're yeah. going to win the play-ins yeah. and get into MSI. You don't mean win no. MSI. So I believe that it's LMS and North America from the five major regions that have to play the play-ins. Yep. I think LMS is a shoe. Do all their teams have to play the play-ins? What do you or mean? Everyone just, just gets one. one team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. Uh, so North America, I don't think is a shoe in anymore. Mm, no. I think that this Brazilian team is as good as the North American teams. All right. Well, uh, a lot of teams still to be decided. Turkey, uh, LMS, Southeast Asia, uh, OPL, obviously. The final team I want to shout out is... Vox. Yeah, no, Virtus Pro. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The CIS region, it, mean, it means your boys, who you might have got to know uh, previously, Kira and Liquid, they will not be going. Ooh, but it's this Virtus Pro CIS Spicy. team are going to be uh, here. Do you, do you want to run you through this uh, this roster, yes, shall please. I? So I know two people on the whole roster, by the way. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I know one. Everyone thought that it was going to either be Kira's team or they thought it was going to be Edward's team. And mm. both of them got eliminated from the semis. So they weren't even in the final, for those wondering. Virtus Pro, obviously, very sad why he's bringing up the roster. Very famous for their Counter-Strike organization. Yep. Taz, shout out, one of the best trained players ever. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm so excited to see this organization now compete internationally. This is fantastic for League of Legends. So it's Doxy, Creox, Paranoia, Blasting, and Santos. I have not heard of any so of those So I know Doxy well. and Blasting. Mm -hmm. Blasting, obviously, their AD carry is high elo. Mm. Uh, Doxy's been around forever. Uh, but in saying that, I never thought that we were going to win something. So uh, the thing is, shout they, out to them. These guys beat. Um, Beat Lacrit's team in a semi-final, so yeah. they've powered through. And you got to think like, uh, but the thing is, we don't know a lot about this region. We don't know if that was an upset going in. No, it was an split. upset going in. Yeah. So uh, I, I follow a lot of the uh, LCL guys on Twitter. Mm. Uh, I think that the CIRS S region is actually one of the coolest to uh, check out because they're just so unpredictable. Absolutely. Like they don't care about meta. They will play whatever the hell they want. They Brand had brands, baby. They had brands Ira in every game before anyone else did. <laughs> uh, and I think that yeah, they're really fun to watch for that reason. Uh, but yeah, uh, Virtus Pro. Yeah. Imagine having Virtus Pro in a League of Legends major. Yeah. Like, that is that is great. Bringing in some sweet sponsors, um, presumably. <laughs> Let us move on to talking about our potential 
entrance in there. So it's going to be Legacy or Direwolves representing OPL or Oceania Ooh. in MSI play-ins. And I want to ask, uh, because because Sean's looking pretty confident in this, isn't he? Yeah. In one of the interviews, he said, we got to be favourites to get out of groups. Yeah, strongly yeah. disagree, Sean. And in fact, the last time an Oceanic player did that, it was Ray's. Mm. And he had lots of things posted to him on Twitter. So yes. I'm just going to save you from the Twitter humiliation that other people went through. Don't say that internationally. Absolutely don't. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, they haven't even made it there yet. You can't say that, so you actually win for them final first. Nobody can touch us. Nobody can touch us. 3-0. Goodness. Uh, no, but I think that, like, the thing... Like, I keep going back to it. I like the confidence. Absolutely. I don't like the outward display of confidence. Mm. I think that within your team, talk yourselves up as much as you can. Mm. Like, get that air of, like, we are unstoppable. Get that mindset going in. Play confident League of Legends. But also be tempered towards your fan base mm. because, like, you're pretty much promising people to get further than any OS team's ever gotten before, which is a risky promise. I mean, if you want to be confident, be damn confident. Tell the world you're confident about going to these matches. Don't say you've won when you haven't even played the damn bloody match. Yeah, uh, but the other thing is, you don't even know who you're playing against. <laughs> like, what? You're gonna beat Flash Wolves? Are Flash Wolves even going? <laughs> like, you assume because they're the best team in the LMS at the moment. But like, sake. if the Flash Wolves get through, then I'm not confident in anything. Maybe you get them in because, like, the reality is the way that a lot of these things work is like, if you get Flash Wolves in the semis, like, potentially yeah. the other side See is so mate. much easier. Yeah, I mean, like, World showed us that you had ED. EDG, RNG, SKT, and Rocks on the same side of a bracket. And then you had, like, Lacrit's team <laughs> and H2K as, like, the two major teams on the other side of the bracket for Samsung to go through. Albus Knox, baby. Yeah, but that's why Samsung had such an easy run to the mm. final. And, like, you don't want to be the host team that is good enough but to pull the SKT side of the bracket. Exactly. And Flash Wolves uh, may as well be SKT to a lot of these teams. <laughs> so, earlier... <laughs> Well, moving on, earlier this split, I got you guys to draft your OP5s, your best Ooh. players in each region. And now that we're about to go into the grand final, and this is the last pod of the split, I do want to ask you guys uh, a check-in with you and see if you want to make any team changes going yes. in internationally, <laughs> potentially. So, yes. let's take a look at it. Uh, Fish, your top lane was Tally or Series. There was some there was some argument over that. Spooks, Swiffer, Lost, and Cupcake rounded out Who your are you roster. Dropping? Are you dropping anyone from that? I actually wouldn't drop anyone from that. You wouldn't drop I'd, anyone. I'd keep everyone. I, I would prefer Tally, top lane. Okay. <laughs> Some, well, there was a lot of bait about who I actually you had. Took go, series, back, mate. go back and watch the podcast. I don't do that. <laughs> I'm in the podcast. I was there. Don't lie to me. <laughs> no, but I, I would say I'd still keep that, Spooks, that same roster. Swiffer, Lost, and Cupcake. You're not making any changes? No. Right. Not going to bring Jews in? Do you want to bring Jews in? Like Twitter was demanding of me? No, I would, I'd still keep my roster. You heard it here for, first. Fish is a Juve's hater. What? Tweet is, at him, is, at Maxi. Is Swiffy, wow. Is Swiffy a shot caller there? I have no idea who actually shot calls that team. I don't, give, I don't care. They just I, win. I think Swiffer and Tally <laughs> shot call. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, good that you're making decisions about, about Fish's team. No, I just know who were the vocal members. Oh, no, I mean, yeah. I'm, asking, I'm asking Fish to make a decision, though, as the GM. Yeah, I'm getting lost to shot call. All nice, right. yeah. <laughs> you're playing a lot around bottom side, mate. Classic meme. All right, Sport, you picked Swiper, Shern, Claire, Blinky, and Ejim. Is there anyone in there you'd like to swap out? Yeah, Blinky's gone. He's cut, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, Blinky. Uh, I think you bring King in, 100%. Yeah. Uh, your boy King is certainly a good A to carry. Who else did I have? Uh, you had Swipe It, Shunt, Claire, Blinky, and Ejim. You dropping Ejim? Nah, definitely not. I Keep think Ejim's still the best support in the what region. A melon. Uh, yeah, he played like a melon, for sure. <laughs> I think you make an argument to put Rogue in there, but he's a little bit too hit and miss. I think that Ejim and King would actually be a really good lane if they could uh, 
lane together and actually play on the same page. I think Swiper is still one of the best top laners. I think that honorable mentions to Chippy and uh, Flares. Mm -hmm. uh, if Chippy's comes out and smashes Tally this weekend, then I'll definitely make the change. Uh, but I think Claire has definitely stepped up. Like Maybe I'd swap Claire for Fantix. Potentially. Pretty much yeah. I'm just looking at the Diables players. Actually, I'll do that. I'll say I'm going to keep Swiper. I'm going to keep Shern. I'm going to go Fantix, King. And then I'm going to go Asia. That's my team. All right. Well, we'll I will check in with you guys. Uh, I will check in with you guys in split two uh, to see if you want to make any cool, changes. Cool. I got two Chiefs, three Diables. I actually yep. like that team a lot. All right. Let us move on then to our grand final preview. This is where we're going to go deep for a bit of time. It is Legacy versus Diables. Best of five played here at the Ride Studios this Sunday from 5 p.m. And uh, as we've given a bit of context already, Diables very confident going to this. Legacy have already played five games, though, so they might feel like they have the momentum going into this, despite the fact there was a scrappy best of five versus Sin. Uh, Fish, let me start with you, because I know Spawn will just want to go deep. In terms of play style, uh, how do you see this match going out? I just... The, the only thing I think of when I look at this match is, is Shernfire going to be sitting inside of Carbon's jungle the entire time? Because the last OPL final we had, Spooks did that to Carbon, and mm. Carbon was not present in any of the matches they played in that best of five series. It was a quick 3-0 to the Chiefs, and we've seen that happen during the regular split. Jews got into Carbon's jungle, Carbon was not able to do anything, and Shernfire is known to be able to do this. Yep. And I want to see if he can do that again. If he does that, that's going to shut down Legacy. Mm. You got any other win conditions? I think that's the win condition for Diables at the moment. Shern sh in Carbon's jungle. Yep. Yeah. See, uh, the other thing I want to look at is like, whilst that's all true, I think that Carbon's good enough to kick him out a couple of times, mm -hmm. but I think it's going to happen in some games. Mm. I think the real danger point is if King gets on top of Lost. Because Lost was the only win condition they had. He was that's the one true. dashing forward in the last team fight, flashing forward to assassinate the AD carry. They were playing Trundle, Illusion. Like, they're playing some bullies down there. I think it's really fun. But if King gets on top of loss, you just have zero win conditions. Mm. Fantix is better than Claire at the moment. I think Chippies is better than Tally at the moment. Uh, but if Lost wins the lane, there's a chance that they win that game. But if King beats him, there's just, I don't see any other win conditions for Legacy. Mm. So something uh, that is an effect of the gauntlet is that we have not seen Diables play in, in a couple of weeks yep. now. Yep. We have seen Legacy play one best of five series. So it, it, for Diewolves, it's also about what Legacy have shown. And in some respects, they have shown a bit. But in other respects, for example, the win condition you're talking about in the jungle, Carmen just played five games of Lee Sin, yep. right? So, I mean, do you think that he has something else behind him that he can play? 100%. Ivan. Mm. He's a really good Ivan player. I think that he can play Graves when he wants to. Yep. I think that that's absolutely fine. He's a good Elise player. Like Car He's a good Gragas player. Like, I don't think Carbon's champion pool is the issue. I think it's just the predictability in his play style. Like, mm. he likes to hit level five before he ganks. And the one game that he bucked that trend, he got first blood. Like, as simple mm. as you like. He went red buff bottom lane off a burnt flash. Mm -hmm. Trundle pillar, dead. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's just if... Carbon can be unpredictable enough to upset Shurn. Yes. So if, so if, but if your Diable was watching those five games from Legacy, is there anything you picked up that you were like, all right, this is, this is their weaknesses. This is what they will not change going in. Uh, anything, sorry, what, what I mean is anything specific about that best of five gauntlet that you didn't see in the regular split that you would look to exploit? Whew. Anything specific I, other than certain individual picks, like a trundle being picked up. Yeah. Mm. I don't think there was too much you did, could learn from Legacy during that gauntlet that you wouldn't have during the entire split. I think, actually, I, I, I kind of disagree. I think that during the regular split, they were willing to pick Gangplank and things like that. They were actually willing to get mm -hmm. Tally more on a carry and like camp him out and farm for him. I think that uh, 
you learnt off that is that Lost is outright their best carry. Mm. Uh, like, like Telly had a fizz game and he played well, but I still think Lost was a carry. So, like, I think what you learn is that you actually have to control the bottom lane. There is no if, but, or maybe about it now. If your legacy, you might throw the curveball of getting a Fizz, getting a GP, getting something like that. Maybe even a Camille. I mean, I think we saw Camille once in that best of five as yep. well. Mm. Uh, He's only played it throughout the yeah, split. Claire's going to pr- probably play control majors, and you just have to control Lost and Cupcake. Mm. I think that the other big thing that we learned is what Ejim was pointing out. I don't think a lot of teams would have picked it up. I mean, I know that for sure we hadn't talked about it much, but how much they rely on Cupcake for damage and how much they rely on carbon for utility mm. probably from being an Ivan like Lee Sin team yep. but they, they rely on Cupcake to output numbers that no well, other support should have to he output he was doing 25% of his team's damage he was majority of the Legacy's gold, gold lead, lead against yep. Sin we were mm. looking at it we were like why are all the lanes even but Legacy have a 5,000 goal oh Cupcake's got 3,000 over his opponent Yeah. so let's drill down on this because w- what does that mean for a team dynamic that you're playing against so how does that actually affect their team play when their support player is doing so much damage. So you want it from Legacy's point of view or Direwolves? From Legacy's point of view. Okay, so from Legacy's point of view, it means that you have a legitimate team fight threat that you wouldn't necessarily have before. Mm. So what that means is like generally how you go into a team fight is this is their front line. You've got to watch out for Claire. You've got to watch out for uh, Lost. And then all of a sudden, Cupcake gets a flank on Misfortune mm. or Zyra or Brand or something like that. And he pops your AD carry and you're like, well, the support just killed our AD carry. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how it... Like, that's the positive, mm. in my opinion, is that you've got a genuine threat if you're Legacy that no other team has. But don't you lose a threat because Carbon's building redemption? No, because if you're playing Lee Sin, mm. there's no real, like, in, in an ideal situation, unquote, yeah. there's no, like, oh, Carbon's going to jump in the back line and get our AD carry. I see Because Lee Sin should not be able to do that. You have a Rengar that can stop him or a Gragas or, like, something like that. Right. So, like, you're maybe watching for Carbon to kick someone back in the team. But you're never like he is from range going to destroy someone. Right. I mean, I'll take a six item misfortune over a six item least in any day. Late game team fight. One bullet time is going to shred through a team. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what it gives you, right? Uh-huh. And then Carbon plays a little bit more utility. So it shifts where the power is on the map. Mm. Uh, if you are Dire Wolves, what you look at is like <laughs> supports are underleveled the whole time. He's going to have bounties. Yep. He's not going to have good vision control. Very Their setup vision. is going to be poor. No pink wards. Yeah. So they can't <laughs> bait Baron. They can't play the river. They're going to be probably hard stuck in lanes. Like, so for, if you're Direwolves, it actually, like, unless he actually pops your team, mm. it should be much harder for them to yep. execute than what it should be for you to execute. I mean, right. especially if they go, if they, Legacy do end up picking up Ivan. And traditionally, Ivan's been really strong mid-game because you'd have the double redemption going. He'd have redemption. Your support will have either Locket or redemption. So you have a lot of utility to mm-hmm. make sure your team stays alive during these fights. If Diwolves can get a very early pick in the fight or chunk somebody out, that person is not going to regenerate their health anytime during during the fight. They're out of the fight. And I think there's a reason Legacy looked better with Trundle. Because of that exact mm-hmm. reason. Like, no longer were they waiting for super late game MF to get a bullet time. They're just playing with a Trundle that had Ardent Sensor and Loss was massive and could play however he wanted. And the Trundle was unkillable. Yeah. Like, I, I think that there was a reason that in game four and five, Legacy looked, game four especially, they just looked at their best. Which is why Braum has always banned out against them. When Legacy get Braum bottom lane, they look fantastic. Yeah. All so, right. I actually think we're going to see more tank play out of uh, Cupcake. C- can I just get back to this Misfortune question uh, in the bot lane? Yeah. So when we saw Misfortune played in support at Worlds for the first time, what, what, was that the same style of Misfortune play that we're seeing out of Cupcake? Mm, not exactly. So this was, is a much more hyper-carry type. Yes. It was used to counter Zyra in lane, yeah. but it wasn't used to output the damage that current Misfortune so, supports do. So the reason I want to set up this context, yeah. though, is that this is not 
quote unquote good meta internationally. No. So like the difference is, and like at a really high level, let's just explain it quickly. You go goal generation item generally into uh, grievous wounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the item called? I can't remember off the top of my head. It gives you grievous wounds. Execution is calling. Execution is calling. Thousand gold. Yep. You get your shred, and then you get yourself a last whisper. Yep. 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 That's all the damage you build. Then, historically, you go back to utility mm-hmm. because your job as misfortune in that situation is to get five waves across the whole team. Then everyone's got no armor. Mm. Everyone can't heal off potions or heals or whatever else is going on. Yep. That is the utility you bring. You also bring five waves of like 200 damage, which is like quite nice if it hits the whole team. <laughs> but the whole build is based around like actually having the utility from yep. your ultimate. What Cupcake does is then he builds like Yomu's Ghostblade, Infinity straight Edge, straight into Dirk. Dirk. Like, yeah. yeah, and then is hitting for like 500 damage each wave mm. and like can actually just pop the whole team. The first person I ever saw do that was Marta. Marta used to go the two items into Infinity Edge and then go support. So he would actually have the Infinity Edge crits coming through with his waves. But it was still, no one internationally would go five damage item mm. misfortune. Uh, misfortune. Support. Yeah. Okay. Which is what Cupcake does. So... They ban it or do they just play around it then? Just play around it. Just play around it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to pick it if they don't pick Sara anyway. So it's yeah. a very situational pick. Yeah. And the other thing, right, is that there's a reason Misfortune isn't played as, as an AD carry. Mm. It's because she's very low mobility. If anyone ever gets onto her, she dies. Yep. And But if you've got that serrated deck, you've got that extra out of combat movement speed. Well, he's playing her as an AD carry, <laughs> mate. And uh, I think that, yeah, Shern's just going to get on top of him and kill him. All right, let's get you guys' final predictions going into this. Uh, Jake, you've been pretty clear on this, but nail it down. What are some numbers we can expect from this weekend? Diables versus Legacy Investor 5. I'm really torn on this one because at one stage, at uh, one point, I completely respect Tally Carbon's leadership. Like, as far as leaders in the OPL goes, I think Tally and Carbon have shown consistently that those two are up there with the Spook Swiffer combo of being able to communicate. They're as good as Juves, if not better. Like, I, I really respect Carbon's ability. Like, when he walked out of that room and just screamed at the top of his lungs, I knew they weren't losing that game. Mm. I knew that, like, whatever it took, Carbon was going to... He would have played all five computers if he had to, had to <laughs> uh, which is illegal and we probably wouldn't have allowed him to do. But, like... Uh, just apparates into, like, five separate beings. Yeah. And then but you could tell yeah. that meant a lot to him. Absolutely. Like, he was screaming, I mean, he, he could was see swearing. the play cans. Yeah. He was, like... like I, I looked like he was openly crying during one of the games because he was so emotional. Yeah. Which, and I don't say that as like a as a negative. Like, no, it, this I is say positive. That, I say it as like a you could tell how much he wanted it. Yeah. Uh, so I think that there is no way this is a three zero. I think it would actually be over Carbon's dead body. I think Carbon would have to die in game number three for this to be a three zero. I talk about this a lot. Have you have you ever heard that Will Smith quote where he's talking about working hard? No. And he, like Will Smith is obviously a crazy person, but a very funny and yeah. very talented actor. But an absolute crazy person. <laughs> and in what in an interview, he's talking about motivation, right? And he goes, he goes, look, there's plenty of people who are like better actors than me, who are smarter, who are funnier than me. But there's one thing I can guarantee: it's that if you and I get off that treadmill, right? Either you get off that first, or I die. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, he's like, literally, that's the only way of getting off. It's either you get off and I beat you, or I die. <laughs> yeah, because fierce competitors. Yeah. Fierce, fierce competitors. And Carbon and that's how is I feel the like same. Carbon. Yeah. Carbon is 100% a fierce <laughs> competitor. Uh, and he's like a lovely guy afterwards, but like, he's 26-year-old and his mm. mechanics are going down the toilet, in his opinion. I don't believe him, but mm. like, he just has that burning fire inside him still alive. You can see him in the post-game when he was like, get the bib. Where's yeah. the bib? These I, bloody hands. Yeah, these old hands. Uh, Can't play five games at least in. But, so, die will straight one. All right. Wow. I actually think Legacy might be able to pull this one off as a 3-2. 
I think that the two games that Diables will win will be quick, fast, sub-28-minute games. I think that if they get ahead of Legacy, it's going to be difficult for Legacy to fight back. What I'm relying on is that one game where Carbon does kick Shonefire out of the jungle and Legacy really, like, get motivated to see that they can actually win those games. Same as how they did it in Game 3 against uh, Sim when they pulled it back and were able to take it to very, very long, drawn-out games. I think that they kick out Diables from Carbon's jungle one match take a game from them, that's going to demoralize them quite heavily because the team that's coming in saying they're not going to drop a single game. Yeah, mm. and that's what I was going to say. I think that... <laughs> I love the mental fortitude meme. Let's just go back to it. Uh, I was going to say something Blinky. else. But uh, I think that if Dire Wolves lose a tough game, mm. there is a chance they boom. Mm. Uh, and you're referring to the team. Mentally, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, there is a chance that if, like, for example, they win game one, they think that this is going to be easy. Mm -hmm. They walk into game two, it turns into a 55-minute slugfest, and Carbon, like, solo kills someone in the end of the game, like he was able to do in the sin game. There is a 100% chance that their whole team goes kaboom. And we've already seen that both Claire as well as Lost... They, when they get to that 50, 60 minute mark where they have to make some flashy play to pull the team back, they're able to do just that. And Ooh. I don't think it's going to happen. It's just when, I, in my opinion, Shern is the best pre-14 minute jungler in the whole league by mm. an absolute bloody mile. His mm. pathing is the best. His warding is the best. His one-on-one -on -one fighting and two-on-two -two fighting is the best. In my opinion, still, the man is not a good team fighter. Mm. I think that he goes for very low percentage, high impact players. Like He's the guy that is like, I'll kill their 80 carry. Yep. And then it's like, but you're playing Graves and they have a full tank line in front of you. And then he dies. So I think that like, if we consistently go there, that will make some mistakes. I don't think it's going to be enough to cost them the series. Once again, I still think this is going to be a 3-1 in Direwolves. Mm -hmm. But anyone thinking that like, they're just going to steamroll, unless they have like a 10,000 gold lead, Legacy's always been able to team fight. Mm. And that has not changed. Because they kind of see themselves as a best-of-five team as well. Yeah, well, uh, they're a land team. They, yeah. Carbon always says. And obviously, everyone plays on land. But playing week-to-week, week, you know, coming in, t chatting to the team before the game is way different from being locked in your room with your coach and, like, we're going five games. And if you win this, you go to Brazil and you represent O's. Yeah. That is a completely different amount of pressure. Ooh. Well, 5 p.m. Sunday. Do not miss it. It is going to be spicy. Uh, let us round out this, our final podcast Ooh, uh, of the favorite segment with the mailbag. <laughs> ah, what do you have for us this week? So we have a question coming. We have two questions coming in today. Uh -huh. uh, his summer name is Cataphract. K-A-T-A-P-H-I-C-T. Cataphract. It's a type of a, um, it's like type, type of catapult. It's like, it's like a siege weapon from medieval times. Ah, cool. Nice. I didn't so, send this in, in this email, by the way. I just know a lot about medieval siege Can it hold it? <laughs> can it hurl a... Boulder, a 90 kilo boulder. Oh, good to stop the meme. What, what is All it? Right. I, don't, I yeah. don't know that meme. Trebuchet. I just learned it last night. Uh, Trebuchet? Trebuchet. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's similar. It's similar. I love the French <laughs> in Age of Empires 2, by the way, because I of the have, way they pronounce Trebuchet. I have Trebuchet? absolutely Trebuchet? messed this up, and I messed it up real bad. It's not a siege weapon. It's a... Um, it's an armed heavy cavalry. I apologize. I'm getting my oh, Age of goodness. I'm getting my Age of Empire two uh, uh, units mixed up. I apologize. So what I'm getting Did you build here them is out do of not castle? trust Hingers. Trust Google. Did you I'm build sorry. them out of a castle? Like who's? Oh, uh, like was it the French? Look, who, like, now who I'm getting it? Age of Empires and Civilization mixed up. We need to move on. But right. otherwise, my, <laughs> the, the house of cards that is my cultural references is is crumbling. Crumbling. All right. <laughs> All right. So his question is: I'm sure I speak for everyone when I ask. When will Riot Benji be unbenched and allowed to achieve his dream of casting the OPL, perhaps the finals? You can't keep a man down forever, Spawn. 
Ooh. It's apparently your fault. So a lot, of, a lot of assumptions in this. Number one, it's that Benji wants to do this. Number two, it's that Spawn is the one who chooses whether or not Benji does this. Yeah, I'm sure Benji doesn't want to cast. And the other thing is, I'm going to confirm all your suspicions. So for those that don't know, I'm the shoutcaster manager, which means I legitimately pick the talent rotation. <laughs> for other people that don't know, Benji is our producer that wants to cast a game. Benji, over my bloody dead body. There are two ways you cast the game. I believe Benji's not even a producer anymore. He's a director now. Director. He's a well, director He's now. a producer of this show. Oh, I, sh yeah. I should say, yes. He's, he does produce the pod. The yeah, pod. he yes. produces the pod. He's the director of the OPL. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Benji, there's two ways. Either you get off the treadmill first, <laughs> or I'm dead, <laughs> to use a phrase that he has just introduced me to. Um, I will say that Benji, he has shoutcasted before. He was a, he, he Starcraft 2 shoutcaster. Starcraft, Starcraft yeah. 2 shoutcasting. Has, has he ever shoutcasted a, a game that a, wasn't dead? Don't a, know. A League of Legends game? <laughs> he has? Okay, so he's telling me in my email Are you play-by-play play or colour? Yeah, would he, would, he's a play-by-play play caster. Interesting. So it wouldn't be you out of a job spawn. It'd be Fish. And oh. given how irritated you constantly get at Fish during casts, it is hey. not impossible. No, not true. Because the other thing that people don't know is Fish was a colour caster before we brought him over. <laughs> so there is a chance that we just do a full loop. I go and I play with the board that does things and changes cameras. Plinky planks. Yeah, plinky yep. planks. Uh, Benji comes and play-by-plays and Fish colour casts. <laughs> That's the only way it's going to happen if I have full control over cameras. <laughs> oh, goodness sake. So you'll take on direct yeah. Uh, directing. Fish goes color. Benji goes play by play. My goodness. All right. Well, I don't know which part about that is more of a disaster than the other. I think the disaster <laughs> is me directing. <laughs> it's a disaster. <laughs> so we have another question that's coming in from Archigal again. And he says, maybe this is already a thing, but dear at OPL people who do these things, can we get players able to emote team icons for next split? Oh, that would be great. How good would that be? You mean in, you mean in game? Just, just, just I believe to be clear, it's you mean. In game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. yeah, yeah. He wants yeah. the team icon to flash above your head like at Worlds, yeah, so or like the team icon. Uh, he doesn't mean I, like DM me with a sweet sim game if, gift. If no. we could do this, I would approve it for every single team. But I think we'd have to ban Pabu. There's a there's something in the there's a you've uh, solo queued versus Pabu before. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, this man loves to spam his icons. Pabu is a laner icon spammer. Yeah, he'll just be going he's, to CS. He's like one of those master Yi's who changes his Q key binding so that it does not only the alpha strike but also flashes the icon before he goes into it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's signaling. He's yeah, signaling. Yeah. Uh, I think they're fantastic. By mm. the way, as I was saying before, I think there is a difference between good sportsmanship and competitive banter. Absolutely. And I think competitive banter is part of sportsmanship. And when you kill someone in lane and you flash an uh, icon, especially if you can, like, if you 2v2 in the bottom lane mm. and you both get it up there at the exact same time, yeah. nothing better. That should give you more gold. If you're able to pull that off consistently, you should get gold for that. Unfortunately, that is not in our hands. We don't do development over here. That is completely in the North American <laughs> and Central team's hands. But uh, you know what? We'll, we'll post the email for you. I'm sure yeah. every region I mean, wants it back. There's, yeah. a, there's a really good highlight from Worlds where there were two tank top laners who were just farming against each other, started hitting each other and going all out, and they realized they couldn't do anything, so they just started flashing but their icons, icons at each, each other. <laughs> and there's also the really famous, uh, I can't remember if it was EDG or Rocks, where they get the bottom lane turret dive play, and then they all flash their icons at the same time and they just start screaming like because they're so happy like not that they won the team fight just they were but able that to they, synchronize yeah, that they got the icons finally synchronized so they ace them underneath the turret at like 22 minutes they go up and they're like nice <laughs> it's like the best thing ever <laughs> the one that the one that really catches me is when the players that actually die or the teams that yeah. are dead they've been ace in the same spot just flash their icons at the same time That's after dying I've done, a, I've done a similar thing I've just you know, when you die and you've made a mistake and you just Question ping mark yourself. Yeah. You're like, I messed up, guys. What am I doing? What yep. was that about? Of course, not the right use of uh, 
the pings. No. So as I was not. saying the other week, no. don't be toxic. Use don't the be pings that. for the right time. Yeah, no, but use the danger ping for that. Yeah. All oh, right. You're right. There's someone around here that's I'm a real dangerous. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, I, yep. I think everyone wants a moats back. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Well, again, uh, Spawn as the as, as the uh, the most senior member of this pod, I guess, <laughs> in right as the only writer on this pod, I believe uh, that email being sent is on you. So right. at Spawn Lol, please tweet at Spawn. Remind him to do that uh, to get in touch. But with once the, again, I don't think we're unique. No, I think North no. America want it back. I think Absolutely. that like no, just flick the switch, Spawn. Right. Flick the switch. Yeah, there's just one button that I just go hit. It's floor number three. <laughs> it's a giant switch yeah. in the server room. <laughs> and it's called the switch. It just turns everything on. Turns replays on, sandbox mode as well as mastery. Oh, and uh, yeah, in, in in game talk as well. Yeah, yeah. in game talk. Yeah. Everything gets done. Yeah. <laughs> Brings back, yeah. brings back Grape Cigar. All right. Um, <laughs> let us wrap this up. It has been a, a it's such a great uh, year. And I really just want to say thank you, not just to Fish and Spawn for doing this, but for people who've been listening to this pod. This is the first time we've ever done it. And I've had a really great time doing it. And also, I've really had a great time getting to know everyone who's been emailing in, sliding to my DMs and letting us know how much you enjoy the pod. So thank you so much for listening. It also, wouldn't be the end of a, like pod without me correcting it hasn't been a year yet it's been a split right. so yep it's been a great first <laughs> split guys we don't pre-record these the year in advance uh, uh, no this is uh it's actually it's not that scripted it's it's december 2016 that's what we're recording <laughs> this we've just got back from all stars it's it's been a fun time <laughs> this is bloody ridiculous i won't get him out of here <laughs> uh no thank you all for listening thank you to spawn and fish for spending some time with me this uh split and we'll be back next uh, split. Oh my goodness. We'll be back next split with more pod, but until then, we'll see you 5pm Sunday for the OPL Grand Final. Dials versus Legacy be there, and uh, we'll see you there. Bye! Bye. Hopefully with a new host. <laughs>